This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And I am speaking today with David Melby, who I could introduce in a multitude of ways because of his longstanding uh, relationship with Anderson. But I'll start um, with the fact that you are Vice President of NFP, and we're going to talk about... um, all of your levels of engagement, including the corporate sponsorship that NFP provides to Anderson on an annual basis. David, hello. Good morning, Eliza. Thanks for the introduction and thanks for welcoming me onto the call. Absolutely. Um, it's if, if we haven't done this before, it, we should have. It's a long time coming because um, we've known each other for a long time and you've been a friend, a really um, sort of essential, impactful friend and supporter of Anderson on so many levels for such a long time that I just I think I should start by just a big thank you to you personally, to your family, who I know has gotten involved coming to our events and things over the years, as well as to uh, NFP, who've been corporate supporters and sponsors for for many, many years. So thank you for everything you do. Well, certainly it's been uh, now over 20 years since I've been involved with Anderson, and it has been an absolute pleasure to watch the organization grow and prosper as it has and become really um, a central point in our community and the services that we provide. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing to watch. Uh, you've been here through a lot of growth uh, yes. challenges. You've been board chair. You've um, you've been on uh, at least two of our boards. You've been on the board you've been on the, uh, the foundation board. You're a member of our nominating and engagement committee. Um, I just, I just, I think that you were, you've been involved with Anderson longer than I've been involved in Anderson. Um, and I remember you were one of the, um, one of the people I met early on. Um, That's right. Just because you were, you were everywhere. And my job at the time when I first started here was to try to be everywhere and learn as much as I could about the organization as quickly as possible. So probably we had multiple conversations. Um, let's, let's start. Um, we'll probably jump around a little bit, but if we could just, could you tell us a little bit about um NFP and and what your company does. Um, I know it's you know you've gone through some changes, so you can give us sort of the long view and then current currently what um, you want people to know about. Yeah, sure. Well, it's I've been in the business for a little over thirty years. Uh, we're in the commercial insurance business uh, through multiple iterations. We started local with the Daniels Agency out of Pauling in Poughkeepsie, and then uh, went through an acquisition with Rose and Kiernan back in the early two thousands. Uh, they're out of Albany, and the the R and K name was promoted for uh, almost twenty years uh, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the Hudson Valley. No one had really heard of R and K prior to that acquisition, so it was incumbent upon us to to promote the name. Uh, and then fast forward to uh, two thousand, or I'm sorry, twenty twenty. Um, losing track of years here. Mm, uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah, two and a half years ago, we uh, Rose and Karen was acquired by a big national firm, commercial insurance brokerage and consulting practice called National Financial Partners, NFP. Mm -hmm. Uh, NFP is now one of the fifth largest uh, insurance brokers in the world. So uh, certainly an aggregator in our business and bringing together a lot of top shelf talent uh, literally around the world at this point. Uh, So we have taken the last two and a half years to integrate uh, through COVID and remote working and all as fun as that was, uh, 
you know, we, we managed to pull through. Uh, happy to say that all of our employees stuck around, That's great. Uh, were employed, uh, and, you know, through the transition, uh, many have been um, offered positions within a bigger company uh, doing bigger things uh, that they probably would have not had opportunity to do internally before. Mm-hmm. So we've really seen a lot of growth from a professional standpoint with a lot of our staff becoming even better experts in, in what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, being big is not always better. Um, you know, it has its challenges, but we've kept all of our office locations uh, locally. And, um, you know, very proud of the fact that everybody is still here. Our clientele is very, very well intact. And, and since the acquisition, uh, they, they've given us an opportunity to grow in many ways and encourage even more clients to come on to the NFP brand. So it's been a, it's been a good ride. Uh, COVID did serve up its challenges as it did yeah. for everyone, but, you know, we're super happy to, to just be past that and, and kind of striving for growth and opportunity. And you're going to see the NFP name throughout the community uh, in a big way. Um, certainly the Anderson footprint of, you know, where you serve and where most of your families come from uh, is also ours. Our, our home office is in Manhattan. So we have, uh, you know, over a thousand employees in the tri-state area. So wow. the NFP brand is definitely strong downstate and now we'll be coming north and uh, into Connecticut and, and throughout the Northeast. So uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. You have almost, you have more employees than Anderson does. And we're, you know, we always like to say how, you know, how, how, uh, what a large employer we are in the area. So that's great. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're super happy to be part of it. Um, you know, I think we've got almost 10,000 employees worldwide at this point. Wow. That's great. You know, more important local to, you know, our footprint and where we spend most of our days, uh, we have a real strong presence and, uh, capabilities. So I'm assuming you probably get asked this question. I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, partially because I, I know you um, and you're such a personable person, you know, you sort of connect with everybody. You're very easy to talk to your um, and, and also, you know, your involvement with Anderson, I know has become uh, really personal to you. And, yes. and, and again, to, to your family um, and, and to your, your coworkers and your colleagues and your associates and everything. So it's just really cool. So I know there's that, there's that piece to you um, when it comes to insurance, what makes, in your in your opinion, what sets an insurance company apart from another insurance company, especially commercial insurance? What's special about NFP? Is is there is there something unique that would be good for our listeners to know about? Um, you talk you said the word local several times, so I don't know if that's part of it, but maybe you could just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it, you know, in any business, you you have your spheres of influence and you have your niche uh, expertise. And uh, throughout my career and many of my colleagues in the Hudson Valley, one of those areas has been in the social service, not-for-profit industry. Mm -hmm. So it is a rather unique, as you well know, uh, need from an employment standpoint, from a corporate standpoint, funding sources. If you don't understand your world from an insurance standpoint, you're not going to be able to well represent Anderson in the insurance market. So mm-hmm. uh, it takes that level of knowledge and, and expertise to understand your industry specifically. Uh, and, you know, if you do a good job for someone who 
buys insurance for Anderson Center for Autism, what happens naturally is that they tell other people in the in the industry about you. And, you know, word, word grows and your reputation, you know, kind of precedes you after a while. And it's a nice thing. If you do a good job for one, you know, you're asked to do it again. So uh, it certainly has proven to be that way with, with us. I mean, we've grown in the, in the uh, social service, not-for-profit space to be, uh, without a doubt, the largest commercial insurance broker, you know, doing this in the Hudson Valley. So um, even though we're national and international at this point, I always like to bring it back to the Hudson Valley because it doesn't really matter um, how big you are. What it really comes down to is who you are. So, you know, your reputation, your local involvement, all of that culminates into what really matters when someone makes a buying decision for an organization like Anderson. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not known and you haven't proven yourself in any way, you're probably not going to be considered, you know, to be part of that, that, um, that consideration overall for buying. Right. I mean, you're talking about something that, that I talk about all the time in my role here at Anderson as, uh, you know, leading sort of our fundraising efforts and our marketing and branding, which is relationships. You have to focus on the relationships that are um, closest to you and then expand from there if, if you're going to have long time business, you know, connections and, and relationships. And, and I think that that's really what stands out. For so many of us here, when it comes to, um, I, I still, I'm sorry, but Rosen Kiernan is still in my head. It's going to take several <laughs> more years, but NFP and Anderson and the, um, and, and then also, again, all the individual people who we've had a chance to meet and connect with over the years. So um, we're coming in on just about two minutes uh, for the first half of the show. And I want to introduce what we're going to hopefully talk about when we come back in a minute, um, which is your, your personal um, role on our boards and board service and how, you know, kind of what that's been like for you and, and maybe over the many years, because you really have stayed involved for so long, which we appreciate very much. Um, what, what that's taught you and what you might pass on to somebody who's maybe a young professional getting started and looking for, you know, into the question of like, why would I join a board? There's so many nonprofits around this area. What's special about that? So I'm hoping you'll share some, uh, some of your experiences and what that's meant for you. And then we'll also obviously touch on the, uh, the several events that NFP has sponsored this year and in past years and what, um, you know, why those are so important to Anderson and your support is, is so necessary. Um, so we're going to just lead into a quick break and we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. Sounds all right. great. This is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm speaking with um, all-around great guy, David Melby, also representing uh, NFP um, as vice president and uh, longtime Anderson supporter, volunteer, member of uh, our Anderson Foundation for Autism Board of Trustees, as well as our Anderson Center for Autism Board of Trustees, um, just, you know, sponsoring, um, volunteering, 
putting so much thought and effort into your roles, um, supporting Anderson. Um, there's just, the list goes on. Um, but what I'd love to just jump into real quick is that board service. Um, there are, as you know, we're a nonprofit heavy area. There are a multitude of boards that, um, are, are recruiting and looking for, you know, new people with different skill sets, different interests, different passions, uh, uh, looking to diversify our board in a lot of different ways. Um, you have been involved for so long. Can you just talk about what that's meant to you and what you might pass on to somebody who's, you know, questioning whether board service is something they might want to get involved in? That's a great question. And I think that uh, important to note that <clears throat> when people are considering getting involved with the not-for-profit, uh, as they call a lay board, uh, where it's not a paid position, right. Uh, you have to go into it with your eyes wide open and, and both both look at the organization, um, try to do your homework on its condition, uh, both programmatically as well as financially. Um, that can vary greatly depending on the year and depending on the organization. Uh, but also look at it as to what expertise can you bring to the table to help them if they are in need in one way or another. Uh, I got involved with the Anderson at a time when they were in need of a lot of help. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were having a lot of trouble. Uh, The state was not supporting them to the extent that they needed to. And uh, what I was able to bring to the table was much less an insurance expertise, but much more of a uh, community uh, network that I had been involved with and met people throughout the years uh, and able to connect the dots along with other people on the board, kind of a who do you know and who knows you better and this kind of thing where you can weave your way to Albany to get the attention that that was needed at the time. Right. And, uh, you know, throughout the years, we've seen it uh, start where the, the need was great uh, to evolve into a full campus renovation, which is just absolutely amazing to look back and see it now, um, the development of the Anderson International Program that is flourishing, uh, as well as when you came on board and, and uh, began the foundation and, and everything to build that out and what a meaningful place that has meant for program development and, and expansion with, within the Anderson family. So really great. Um, but I, I would say that um, first and foremost, I think anybody who's done uh, spent time on these boards would tell you that don't ever say yes to a board position unless you are fully committed <laughs> to doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, nobody needs your name on the letterhead if you're not willing to put the time in to, to help. Yeah. Um, so if you're not really committed, don't do it. Um, and if you do do it, make sure you stay committed because they need your help. Uh, and it really doesn't matter kind of what your background is. If you're younger, um, you know, you're in a place where you can learn from from others. The professional and personal development that comes from that is absolutely fantastic and and kind of invaluable. Uh, You really don't realize it as it's happening, but looking back on it and then the connections with perhaps elder statesmen in your community um, that you wouldn't have otherwise really met or had any involvement with all of a sudden become very important in your network and connections you know. Mm -hmm. Um, By way of example, uh, my two daughters are in social work. 
in the field. Oh, I'm a social worker. That's great. There Give you go. My best. <laughs> and, and honestly, the reason that they got into that field and started that was the exposure to Anderson. That's fantastic. Uh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That not only their education, but their experiences in going to the Anderson events and meeting mm-hmm. people. And uh, many of the senior management of Anderson were, were just fabulous as they were developing um, their interests in the field, you know, giving them guidance and mm-hmm. kind of pointing them in the right direction throughout the years. So I would have never had access to that kind of experience had I not volunteered at Anderson. I think that's cool. You've covered so many things. I mean, the, the definitely the commitment and the fact that, you know, board service is a real thing. It's not a, it's not just a name on a piece of paper. It's uh, especially at Anderson. It certainly is um, a huge part of our decision-making and, um, and growth and, and, and big decisions, you know, do we expand in this area? Do we, you know, have a, have sort of a firm boundary on, on this particular area because of a funding issue or whatever it is here. And, um, but the, the opportunity to see so many things happen, um, with everybody working together is very cool. And then the trickle down thing, you know, with your family members, with your children, that's fantastic. Um, and hopefully, (laughs) hopefully they'll explore, uh, some board service in their future as well as the social work careers. It's great. Yeah, I think that that definitely will happen. Um, and I can tell you that, uh, you know, particularly for younger professionals looking to get involved with Anderson, mm-hmm. I'd highly recommend talking with the senior staff at Anderson about a committee first. Yeah. So don't feel the pressure about needing to jump into a board and am I ready and am, am I appropriate? Um, you can find that out in a really effective way by serving on a committee that may perk your interest or you may find from a professional standpoint, you can lend some expertise to that committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that eases you into what you think you then would be able to lend to the organization as a board member. I agree. Thank you for saying that. And that's a great way to onboard people um, or just to just to get to know each other. And some people yes. stay on committees and that's as far as they go. And that works great. And some people move into uh, board seats um, in the future. So I want to leave room for, for the, um, the uh, I guess, the most specific part of our conversation today, um, which was really for me to have the opportunity to publicly thank you and recognize NFP for, for your incredible financial support as sponsors of Anderson for so many years. Um, specifically, you have sponsored our golf outing, our golf classic, which happens in June, our gala, which just happened in the beginning of October, and our uh, scholarship program named after our former uh, CEO, Neil Pollock, which provides scholarship funds for, I think it's three staff a year um, who are working on getting an advanced degree, something that Neil cared about deeply um, and that Anderson has stayed committed to um, over the years, uh, uh, also since since he retired. Um so I just want, you know, for, on behalf of everybody at Anderson, you know, the, the, the rest of the trustees, the families, most especially, um, who really understand um, the effort and the impact that the sponsors um, and donors make when it comes to the work that we're able to do with their loved ones uh, and the staff. It's, it's just a collective thank you to NFP and the whole team for continuing to sponsor those events. Thankfully, they continue to be successful. So you are investing in, in a sustainable and successful organization that I think stewards your support um, pretty much, you know, exactly where you want it to go, which is, which is to the programmatic success and and the the work we do directly with individuals living with autism. 
Well, thank you for that. And one thing you'll learn by serving on a board like like Anderson's is that the state-funded programs that you run uh, don't start out that way. <laughs> so many times it requires private funding to start an idea, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a latchkey program or an early intervention program, you name it. The state's not always jumping in with both feet, giving you all buckets of money to just try it. No, not so, really. <laughs> I wouldn't say yeah. pockets of money, David. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's critical that the organization have some seed money, as I call it. Mm-hmm. And this is through donation to the foundation. And the foundation then scrubs what is appropriate to spend that money on. But without that, it'd be very difficult, if not impossible, to start a lot of the programs that are now very successful at Anderson. So think Absolutely. about it through that vein that you know, it's a donation to the organization, but unlike other organizations, you are able to trace those dollars right back into development, into new programs that, that right, go right back oh, yeah. to the community. Yeah, and that's a great lead in. I can give you a couple of examples, uh, even more specifically, and to our listeners too. I mean, things like Anderson's participation in the Special Olympics program, um, not possible without some private funding and private donations from people and from businesses who care about that um, that participation. Um, all of the people who, all of the coaches, for example, Anderson's coaches are all staff who volunteer their time. Um, they're not uh, high hired separately to do that. They're usually residential staff or educational staff who have an interest in working working with the individuals we serve and getting involved in Special Olympics, which has proven to be a huge source of joy and health and wellness, um, but also socialization for our students and adults in our programs. Um, Also, most recently through the pandemic and and before, but certainly exacerbated greatly by the pandemic is recruitment and retention of our team members. They are the lifeblood of this organization, our direct support professionals. There would be no Anderson without the people who come every day and work in the houses and work in the classrooms and work in the in the team rooms and adult services and drive the vans and work in our medical, uh, our health services team, our nurses, our med drivers, uh, our operations team, the people who come and you know clear the pathways and keep things safe in our facilities it's the list goes on and we employ when we're full about 900 people um but uh we've taken a hit just like so many other organizations but through the generosity of our donors and our sponsors there are things that we're able to do that continue to have anderson remain a really competitive place to work a sought-after place to work um and uh and I appreciate the connection between our sponsors and donors and our incredibly creative team members who are constantly coming up with new ideas for, you know, a volleyball, you know, um, staff volleyball team and, and tournaments and things that make coming to work here, I think, way more than just a job. Um, I think people who come to work here and stay here feel as though not only are they doing incredibly important work, which our families, you know, are so appreciative of, but they're also part of a community. And, um, and, and so that closeness, um, of everybody coming together is, is really great. And, and I know you've come to so many events, you've met so many of our team members, um, like many other board members, you know, you, you get invited to, uh, interact with team members at some, uh, sort of on-campus events, and 
I just, again, want to thank you for that because it really does mean a lot to all of us when, uh, when board members come out and, and just make that personal connection. Um, the dollars are fantastic. This, the funding is really helpful, but the relationships and knowing that, that your work matters um, is truly the icing on the cake. So thank well, you. You, can definitely, you definitely get the feeling when you do participate like that as, as a donor and a volunteer, uh, you walk away with the feeling that there is a team feel there, that uh, it's, it's real. It's, you know, it's on campus, it's off campus. That's but it, you're part of something. It's a, it's very sincere. And, uh, yeah. you know, again, your sponsorship of the golf classic, uh, just want to shout out, uh, especially this year, we broke an enormous record. We've been on a record breaking trajectory with golf, but this year we actually raised more than a hundred thousand dollars at that event, which Great. never happened before. So that was fantastic. Um, we all wear our shirts. We wear our Anderson pride. We have a lot of Anderson folks who are out on the course that day and they love it. Um, and then gala just happened and it was very successful. It was our first in-person gala since 2019. And, uh, for those who were there, I think it was just a very special, meaningful reconnection, um, and celebration of the, the hard work that people do here and the generosity of so many to help make that happen, including you and, uh, and Charlie and everybody at the NFP team. So thank you. Uh, we have to wrap things up, but thank you, David. Any last words here? Not at all. If uh, other other than encouraging people to get involved with Anderson, um, I think you will find it a lifelong, rewarding experience as Thank I you. have. Thank you so much, uh, David Melby, uh, representing M- NFP and and so many other aspects of uh, connection to Anderson Center for Autism. Thank you for being on the show today. This is One in Forty Four, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in Forty Four, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.